you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The Around the NFL Podcast. Opted for a one-year <laughs> prove-it deal with a guaranteed bag. Welcome from the Chris Wessling <laughs> All sorts of issues. From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, welcome to Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis, coming to you from a room filled with some heroes. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal, and I only now just realized Colleen off the hook. I like doing the intro yeah. where you kick the door in. Really good content, and yet I forgot this time. So congratulations, Colleen Wolf, to my right. Uh, thank you. This is a huge moment for me. I didn't get kicked out of the studio after I set myself up, only to have to come back in and do a whole thing. And uh, it's been it's been a little bit of a rough start with the timer going uh, oh, yeah. awry here for Dan's Dan off the top timer. of the show. Yeah. It's, it's a, a little cute timer. little timepiece. You do have an off-season vibe about you, though, Colleen. Oh, thank you. That's quite, quite great. I, I sense it. I feel great. It's the summer glowing. of Connie. Glowing. It's the summer of Connie, and we are thriving. We're doing a lot of great stuff and having a really good time. And, yeah, I wish that the summer never ended. Mm. An is endless the, summer would be perfect. When you're saying we, is it the royal we? What is? It's Colleen and Connie. We're both working in concert. <laughs> like there's got Gonzo's in the mix there as like a that was the question. Right. I just want to make sure John character. was still yep, in the picture yeah. here. Yeah, and John and Blitzen and Dasher and the whole gang. Those are the dogs. Yep. What is Gonzo's uh, vibe in the current day? Oh, he just got a haircut, so he is mm. feeling great. Went okay. to the barber, got a fade, getting ready for vacation. Mm. Where is yeah. Gani and, and Gonzo going this summer? We're going to Greece and Cyprus. Nice. So, Lakeisha's joining you for part and of Lakeisha's that. That's gonna come exciting. with us. Really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. We have a group of like thirty Greeks that are going to Greece. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure what could go wrong? Really nothing. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Right now you're in the uh what Mark refers to as the 
cell, the prison cell, the studio. What's up, Mark? How are you? <laughs> Why would I? I have never called it that. I am proud of this studio. You do seem strangely nervous, though, about this particular show. I think we've probably done about 1,400 <laughs> podcasts, most of them in person. Hit on the sale. Many where we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants. And yet this one, it has you tense on June We will 2nd. get into why, but I was told minutes before we kicked off the episode that there, you know, there, a certain amount of planning goes into these things. That, Some more than others. Right. Yeah. And that if um, my messaging is usurped by someone before I go and do my turn, which we'll you'll see how that works, well, that I have to pivot <laughs> and come up with something out of thin air. I just got that message now. So right. now I'm feeling a little that, on and edge. And I knew you because Colleen and I come from the sort of the family of preparation, maybe over preparation. And so when you're told like just. Well, Colleen we, famously we has taken improv classes. So I think Colleen's going to be OK. And I believe you. Today we are doing the glossary of NFL terms for the offseason A through Z. We divvied we divvied up the alphabet, and yes, obviously, because we don't talk about what we're going to talk about beforehand. That's for all those bogus TV shows that you watch. That's right. Never on this yeah. network, of mm-hmm. course, but on so many other television shows, they have these pre-production meetings. And they are just filled with exact beat by beat takes of what I'm going to talk about. Here's my take. Here's your take. And then there's no there's no mix ups. You know, everything's covered. No, that's not what we do. Boring. Very sterile. Snore. Uh, We are going live here. And if someone hits on your topic that you have later in the alphabet, that's it. You got to pivot, baby. And you got to be quick on your feet. So I understand you're a preparation guy. I'm absolutely going to melt down. (laughs) <laughs> and I absolutely respect how you go about your process for this program. Thank you, Dan. Um, but only if it doesn't get in the way of his process. That you well, that's that's right. also accurate. Well, Greg. I believe it's very important <laughs> to let the tugboat take us where we need to get. So I mean no disrespect by that, but just follow the tugboat and it's going to be fine. I do trust the tugboat. So so far we, we have Colleen going... What is the royal we? Is that second person? I don't even know what that is. And then uh, Dan going third person. This side of the desk is really on, on it's fire. It's the summer. <laughs> it's the summer of this side of the desk. I love it. All right. So we're going A through Z, hopefully in under three hours. That was another source of consternation for Mark, the idea that this show might go a little bit long. We're going to try to keep it. Yeah, I feel yeah, like I we're, we're painting yeah. certain pictures that not. I just I think we were told by our by Justin, our producer, the gravedigger, that Last year when we did this, it did stretch on um, to an inordinate amount of minutes. Mm. And are we are we concerned with maybe tightening it up just a little bit or being yeah, something to keep an eye on? on. Something yeah, to keep we'll, an eye on. And we'll pull back the curtain in the uh, tugboat's captain chamber. And when there was initially a news segment on today's episode, I said, "No, let's kill that. I love let's that. streamline mm-hmm. it a little bit. I love let's what you try did. to tighten the show right. up." Right. That's a good captain. You, I mean, I, it's not coming from a place of critiquing you or your leadership. And I'm not critiquing you. I was just stating right. simply what was happening before we started rolling today. Right. Uh, a sense of anxiety emanating from you. I mean, I yeah. it wasn't hidden. I told you that's not how I like to do this particular show. Like but let's how, see what uh, happens. I'm not critiquing you is a lot like no disrespect, but because you are you are right. critiquing him. It is you complete are. critique and disrespect mixed together and meshing. It's going to be a great episode. I can feel it. So let's uh, get it going. Gravedigger, yeah, I guess try to keep us on on task, but really don't. Just, Good luck with that. Yeah, let's just uh, roll through it. I'll get us going with the letter A. And again, this is – I know some people like to um, listen to every episode during the offseason, our favorite listeners. 
some football fans disconnect a little bit and then they jump back in. Lesser listeners. Those are lesser listeners. Those are lesser mm, people. Lower tier. Yes. Um, so if you are one of those people and you happen to see this in our social media feed uh, and click in, perfect, perfect decision because this mm. is going to give you a general idea of where we are in the NFL, what you need to know is training camp approaches, just the general vibe of what's going on in our league. So let's get into it. It starts with A, and it starts with it usually does. a man uh, who's one of my favorite players in the history of the NFL in my time watching our league, um, a man uh, that some people call Fitzmagic, but I, I prefer his original name, the Amish Rifle. <laughs> Remember that? I do. Totally forgot that. As Greg about would that. say, the real ones know. I'd say that. I don't remember that. Dan would have put that into a number of early NFL.com stories. Do we have a a Fitzmagic uh, clip or Amish rifle clip? Fitzpatrick throwing over the middle. Touchdown! Mike Gesicki! Ah, yes, the famous Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mike Gesicki, eight yard touchdown (laughs) catch. Can't say enough about the way Ryan Fitzpatrick has stayed today. He stayed in there. Taking heat all day with the hits he's taken. Well, when you can get Trent Green's trench right. analysis. We're, we're playing a joke on ourselves play. here. At this point. It's still playing. Yeah. It's, still, it's still out. At about 11.07 this morning, I told Gravedigger, hey, it will be good to throw to a, a great like call of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, that's not a big window to dig up the call. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we ended up with Trent Green partially on tugboat as well. Uh, but, yeah, we got it. <laughs> That they, one, yeah, that was, with the uh, Culpa, I like yeah. that. Week 17, 2019, Brady's last regular season okay. game as a Patriot. Hey. Last second touchdown. I also that's a, looked, that's a fair point. That might be the last. I took us into shallow water. I wouldn't there, say that that was the great, the last great moment of his career, though. You could have gone. I would have went with the face, face mask. mask. Yeah, I looked yeah, at the I face mask. Well. The announcers I mean, I botched it. It was a test. It wasn't oh. well called. They didn't even hardly mention the face mask. So I was like, that was the play you I looked for first. You picked a good moment, but the call did not resonate with yeah, anyone here or probably any of the listeners. Anyway, so Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> the Amish rifle, Fitzmagic. I mean, he's not Amish if he uses electricity, which we know he does. But I, I get where they're right. The, it, was, a beard, it was a you know, beard right. bit out of Harvard, of course, played for nine teams across 17 seasons. He announced his retirement on Thursday. Such a popular player and a productive player who seemed to get better in the tail end of his career. Uh, 39 years old. He suffered a bad hip injury in the second quarter of the Washington football team's season opening loss to the Chargers in September, had to have surgery. So unfortunately, Connie, that's how his career ended. But it was almost fitting because he was a kind of a fearless dude. He was never the fastest guy, the strongest guy. Uh, he didn't fit the profile of a starting quarterback in our league today. And yet he was fearless uh, and he was a lot of fun to watch. Fearless, and he had this personality that everyone was attracted to, whether it was his teammates or us, the media. I always loved him so much on Thursday Night Football because he constantly gave us a good moment, whether it was post-game, whether it was in the game. When I forget what year that was when he came out with the Hawaiian shirt on, unbuttoned all the way with his like chest hair hanging out, and he's like, honey, I'll be home. Like, Stay up and wait for me. Like, he was just the best. It's because they were going to bang. That's that's, that's oh, right. That's right. They have a lot of children. So I mean, that was the message. The I just like there's right. some people who aren't as good reading between the lines. So I was trying no, to. No, you did a nice job. Also, too, the uh, crude manner in which you. I was uncomfortable with the whole thing, Greg, but go on. I uh, I love how 
bang. Like for like he was he came in. I always remember as a Mike Martz greatest show on turf in its later days, like seventh round pick. It immediately was like a fantasy guy who threw a lot of yards in that first season as like a seventh round rookie. And you you, you mentioned Dan how he sort of got better and better throughout his career, and that's true. But he did get that payday back in 2011, like for the Bills. That was the Amish rifle era when he got mm-hmm. the when he got the big contract, and then he led the league in interceptions that year. Like mm-hmm. it was midway through the year, there but he was is. always going for it. And I think there's a lesson. Uh, there for some backups and some maybe like medium talent guys that like, especially a quarterback, you're better off playing like a Brett Favre or a, a Ryan Fitzpatrick and going for it. Cause you're going to have some highs and then you're going to get contracts based on those highs. If you just play it safe, uh, which he never did, he led the league in yards per attempt in 2018 as a member of the Buccaneers, which is a, a era. I feel like people forget about with Fitzpatrick. Well, that, but that bucks period, I think was a pivot point to, where for me, Ryan Fitzpatrick is someone who just became more and more comfortable in his own skin as his career went on, uh, more enjoyable, more at ease, uh, more filled with joy. I thought he got better looking as his career went on. Like if mm. you look at him early, he just became like he okay. he became more and more Ryan Fitzpatrick esque. And he really I really grew I re- into himself. Yes, I enjoyed his, the entire journey. His uh, 2015 season with the Jets was also a perfect snapshot into his career because he put that team on a magic carpet ride to get, got them to 10 and five on the doorstep of the playoffs. And then threw three interceptions in the last game of the season against a bad bills team to keep the Jets out of the playoffs. And like, that was kind of him. Like you, you lived with all those like daring throws he would make. And when they went well, and when he got hot, he'd be hot as a pistol and be like, this guy is amazing. But then he could like flip it. And all of a sudden he would be a guy that, Turnovers over and over. Where are we on the on the clock here? Just let me know. <laughs> oh Mark, yeah, Mark's uh, twelve Mark's minutes concerned. here. We're one letter through, so we're doing. Great. <laughs> All right, so what's, 12, what's the math on that? Twelve times twenty-six. Well, that's, that's not counting. You know the <laughs> intro, but we've been on a couple right. minutes. That's three hundred and twelve right. minutes. Yeah. That's also, I, I do believe some that will be longer than Ryan others. Fitzpatrick deserves the respect, Mark. So while we're going to get you out of here as soon as possible, but Mr. Fitzpatrick, I hope you know that I do enjoy next. broadcasting with you. But I, I'm really just, you know, in under 67 minutes. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm with myself also. I get it. All right. B. <laughs> OK. Happy here we trails. Go. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. And B. I guess this means he's going to Amazon if he retired. Right. Or I maybe not. Why, well, who knows? Why everyone anyway. is doing that? So you've got probably inside information. We don't. But that was good. Well, no, it's You're been mentioned. Marshawn. It's been mentioned that he's, oh, that he's linked that. with Amazon and he mm-hmm. will be, you know, mm. got it. Yeah, pivoting well, on his own front. This came They'll out in a group great. text. It hasn't even been, uh, which which well, I like. I'm, I'm just playing along, and I, I didn't know if Colleen wanted to share more about what she had as a scoop potentially. No but, scoop, just okay. connecting dots. All mm-hmm. right. Well, there you go. Okay. And I bet he'll be good. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Here we go. B is for Blitzen. Yeah, that's the name of my dog. But also, it's what the Giants <laughs> would like to do next season. A lot of a, de- a departure completely from what they did Ooh, the previous season with Patrick Graham, uh, a more conservative approach he had. But I don't know if they have the personality to pull it off all of the Blitzen that they want to do, mm. especially without Jabril Peppers. Uh, we know Don Wink Martindale. I don't know what to do with uh, this name because do I just call him Wink Martindale? He, he, he likes, likes Wink. It's just Wink. Yeah. Wink. All right. It's just feels it. like maybe man, we're not so there yet, me sense. and Wink, yeah. to do but that. But that's what but... he wants. So okay, if Wink wants that, then Wink He's gets asking that. for that. Well, Colleen is basically saying she's considering declining uh, Yeah, the option. Wink. And that's yeah. fine. I <laughs> yeah. mean, he, I think that's respectable. It, it is his parents' uh, given name. 
I think I ha- well, if okay. everybody else is doing it, I think I have to do it. But so Wink is going to go to work at <laughs> training camp uh, with a lot of different uh, new his vision that he has here because last year with the Ravens, the secondary was completely ravaged and he couldn't really do what he wanted to do. So we'll see if they do a lot of blitzing next year. Our buddy Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, we'll see if he makes an instant difference on this defense. Now, Connie, you famously hate the Giants. I mean, you're a Philadelphia fan and you guys are nuts yeah. um, and you're passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, are you concerned about the Giants at all in 2022? No, no they're always on the radar because right. they're right there in the division, but not concerned. That's There's a some, lot of changes. That's some brash confidence from you, just a flat-out no. The and, G-men yeah. do not exist in your Their world. Their defense looks terrible on paper. It looks like one of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah, they added Kayvon Thibodeau. That, that's nice. I like when you add a guy like Wink Martindale, though, to a defense that doesn't have as much talent. It's kind of like college football. It helps. You need a little scheme craziness. Like, that's the type of team that you want to Wink Martindale. You might not want him with the Ravens anymore. They kind of didn't after after last year. It, it was a mutual parting of ways, but he was probably getting the boot. Uh, but I think he's someone that can cook up pressure because in the back end, their secondary on paper, I would say, is among the worst in the NFL. Well, and their biggest move of the offseason was cutting James Bradbury, <laughs> who weeks later winds up with the Eagles. That's not how you uh, operate in I could in see it months. working, though, for him. I, like, he, he has... A lot of experience, Wink Martindale, and cooking up some pressure. He has Thibodeau, he has Leonard Williams. It's like they're not they're not terrible, but on the back end, it looks pretty rough. Mm-hmm. My uh, little behind the scenes, B behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My wife works in, in the entertainment industry, and she was speaking to a high-ranking uh, person with a storied um, in a storied comedy realm of the enter- entertainment business. Okay, and they were having a conversation. It, it came up that I work for this company and we do this podcast and she's and the person that my wife was conversing with was like oh is there anybody out there in 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 the nfl that maybe would be interesting on camera and immediately the one thing my wife has listened to on our show was the cave on thibodeau interviews because mm. i said you're gonna be interested by this guy this is a few weeks back mm. and then emily relayed this to the high-ranking entertainment official and they're like whoa okay i'm putting him on our radar on our list so. A career that. builder. Now, it, now if, about that? if they actually make that call, I think you should find a way to let Kayvon Thibodeau know. We will. That's yeah. where it yeah. started. Yeah. Because we're, we could move from, we went from what? Uh, not friends. Not friends mm-hmm. to acquaintances. So this is like. Now that's friendship. Yeah. Partners. Potentially huh. commission there too. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great step before we move on to see about the Giants and how bad they were last year. The, this is from Jordan Ronan. I was Renan Renan from ESPN. The Giants. I used to work with him. That's the only reason I know. Nice. Um, B for buddies. The Giants were outscored 79, nothing in the final two minutes of the first half in 2021. That's a real stat. They're going to be way more watchable. (laughs) Greg Roman is going to make them more. watchable. All right. C for Greg Rosenthal. Brian Dable. I always mix up Brian Dable and Greg Roman. B for bang earlier. Well, they don't look alike. A lot of B's. Uh, C, ceremonial. And that's the type of one-day contract that my guy, Inconvenient Truth, Frank Gore, signed on Thursday. Now, Dan sent me a text about a month ago when Gore uh, initially retired. I was in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. He wanted me to send in like a voicemail message. And I was like, (laughs) no, I don't want to. I mean, I'm here. like, all right, that was a bit of a reveal. Here's the reveal. It's not worth it. It's not going to be that great content. Uh, And I was like, at some some point. I mean, Greg was sending it in. He's probably right. 
So. Right, that's what I, I mean. It was just gonna be. I was gonna How be. How am awkward. I getting banged for like nonstop uh, commitment to the show issues? And Greg's like, Nah, I'm too busy to like Greg send in a two-minute too self-conscious like, recording it, and yeah, then you would have been not, able to hear it in the file. I wasn't in the mood. Plus. I think you, we could we could go mood. stitch back many times where we've probably half retired. I don't know why I'm Frank doing Gore, this, but I yeah. don't care. I'm really glad that he uh, signed back with the 49ers because I think him and that <laughs> team, um, you think of them together. And I think back to his rookie okay. season when he entered the league, coming off a torn ACL as a third round pick. And my whole thing with that, he was a Hall of Famer, and Wes and I would argue about this like six years ago before he was ever in the top three of rushing, and now it just seems inevitable. He was a Hall of Famer because his peak was better than people realized. He was one of the five best running backs in the league immediately. He was an all-pro in the second season that he was in the league, and he is the best running back I've ever seen in my entire life uh, at Vision, which is just like such an important part of a running back, which is he's behind the line of scrimmage. He's looking at what's in front of him and he somehow knows in here. I don't know how he does it, where the hole is going to be seen steps ahead. Uh, and this was a guy people got on him like, oh, his wonder look is it wasn't how he had a learning disability. And he is one of the smartest running backs because of that. He always knew where the defense was going to be. He always knew exactly where to run. And I'm glad he's getting his would flowers. And great, now he's in the well, front office in San Francisco. Would have been a great voice memo. Yeah, when they I, I mean, no, no, we but just, it would have ruined right now. We've you know? just gotten it right now, though. I mean, I, you mentioned Greg Roman. He was the perfect pairing with Greg yeah. Roman in that Harbaugh offense. I mean, he was one. He was so fun to watch. Highly physical, a punisher. I mean, I'll never forget one night watching him on like a Thursday night football game at Irish Times, our yes. place. And there was a Seahawks fan in there who was, they were destroying the Seahawks. And this guy was just like shouting at the top of his lungs because he was alarmed by what the Niners offense was doing behind Frank Gore. <coughs> And I just laughed at that man. I giggled at him. I am always sad they didn't win that Super Bowl because people forget he had a monster game Great in the player. Super Bowl. And he is the one with a long run that set up the first and goal, uh, which ended uh, with that Colin Kaepernick pass mm. uh, that will mm. uh, forever be remembered by 49ers. <laughs> Love Frank Not Gore. a great play call. Michael Crabtree. Not interference. Niners fans. Jimmy Smith. Forever. All right. Mark, are you ready? Yes. D. <laughs> what letter? D. All right, D is for dead presidents. <laughs> you just said like a, you had like a flash of panic and then a it's side nice. glance. And then you're like, no, I have it all right now. Around. It's all highlighted. I prepared all this. Okay. Did we get that panic side glance from Mark <laughs> on so camera? Good. Okay, maybe we can bring that back at some point. I'm having a weird day. Okay. <laughs> That's a drop. D is for dead presidents. Not Abe or JFK or George Washington, if George Washington even existed. Speculation. But dollars. Okay. Big, bad, green, rectangular dollars. D is for dropping dollars from the sky. That's what the dollars will be doing. Onto the lawn of Debo, the destroyer. D is for do it soon. D is for don't F this up. D is also for Dan Hans. It's a truly professional broadcaster who I've learned to carry favor with during segments of this nature. That was perfect. Good. Pay Debo. Keep him happy. Is he at OTAs? Yeah, he's 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 not there, but they expect that he will be at the mandatory mini. John Lynch basically said there is literally no way we're letting him anywhere else than San Francisco. One thing I've learned about John Lynch, too, when he's in front of a microphone uh, talking to the media, always the truth. (laughs) All the time. Never I mean, do you think there's any Straight chance shooter. Debo's on another team? Uh, he's not no, he's, no. he's not going to uh, allow Debo to go. These guys are now. professional liars. All these dudes, for the most part. It's fair. It's fair. Remember uh, what Pete Carroll said 
about Russell Wilson, like oh, seven yeah. days before he was traded. <laughs> yeah. Remember what Mike Grable said about AJ Brouch. Oh. oh, sorry. Yeah, how you doing with that? Digger. You all right? It's all good. We're good. Grave digging. Grave digging. Oh, but, oh, but Vrabel said that. Like, why are you guys making this A.J. Brown thing a story? It's so obviously not a story. Remember Grave Digger's um, live Instagram <laughs> session, like, seconds after? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, I he felt was in his feelings. Sad for you. We gave him a little pass there. Hmm. Um, all right. E. E is for extension. As in the around the NFL. Mm. Ooh. Agreeing to an extension to remain at NFL Media and its related subsidiaries. Look at us. Nobody's going anywhere. <laughs> Wait, you chose this as the, the song? That's awesome. <laughs> Turn this up a little bit. Everybody's got a price. <laughs> we, we definitely have a price. Everybody's gonna pay. Because the million dollar man. <laughs> Ted DiBiase, he's, he's ensnared in a scandal right now. Yeah, Brett, I'm, not, talking about. I'm not sure I want to be associated with Ted DiBiase, uh, who, like uh, Brett Favre, has been implicated in, in stealing money from uh, welfare mm. uh, in the state of Mississippi. But uh, it is great. It is a great this is moment. Awesome. It's a great moment. This is great. It's been such a long ride uh, with the NFL. Um, Mark, you and I starting 2010. Greg, a couple years later, the podcast starting up with Wes a year after that. And um, we've been very fortunate, um, mostly because of a loyal audience that we've uh, built and, and held through the years to to get in a position where our conversations with the NFL and other places uh, were interesting to us. But at the end of the day, it just the NFL came to play and they and we felt like this was the best place for us moving forward. And I'm really excited, uh, Mark, because like this has been a home to us for a long time. And uh, the way this the last few months played out, stressful, some anxiety, some of us more than others. Um, I was I was dealing with anxiety behind the scenes about how this was all going to play out. But it, it played out in the end exactly how I think it should have for us and for the show. And I think the audience will be um, happy how this all plays out as well. I hope so. I mean, the audience is a huge part of it. It's been a wild journey. And I can think back to um, when Dan and I started at the NFL, a different location than this one, like a hollowed out sort of Death Star type office that was barely looking like a newsroom, that Dan and I were working three days a week and making essentially what a high school person would be making at like a... Like a paper boy. Yeah, a paper boy, wow. essentially, you know, throwing yeah. papers at someone's driveway in rain or shine. And uh, the lockout occurred. And the only reason that Dan and I weren't whacked, because um, there was a lot of people that got let go, was that our salaries essentially probably didn't even appear on the <laughs> payroll. So, you know, fortunate. And then Greg arrived and, and Wes arrived and Colleen arrived and everyone else. Yeah. I uh, he, Sometimes you hear NFL athletes and, you know, when they sign like a contract, they said like that. That's often the biggest day of their career. It's a big deal to them. And I, I don't think we need to like deny that this is one of the biggest times of our career together. Like it really is meaningful that like we've been together this long and we really were close and thinking about like what what are we going to do uh, for a future? And it's like one of those moments uh, you think that you just got to appreciate. And uh, you mentioned Wes. And one of the reasons it's great to be here is every 
show, Dan's going to start it by saying we're here in the Chris Wessling podcast studio. Now, there was a part of me that if we were going to leave, I thought, well, Wes would actually kind of like that that studio is there. And then <laughs> I don't know if he was exactly a loyal company man, but it was it's an amazing thing. And, and I'm sure we, we all thought about this yesterday when we really you know, knew that this is what was going to happen was, you know, it, it, it is one of the days where you really miss Wes because Wes came out here um, and I had that relationship with him before Roto World. And I always felt like him and I coming out here together, I had been working for the NFL for a year before him, was at least a little bit I felt responsible. Like he was taking a chance on this and taking a chance on on my word too, and that this was all going to work out. And obviously I know how like amazingly proud he was about like what we did as a podcast. So we all know that that uh, came to fruition, but you, you wish he would be here sure. on a day like this to like really in, enjoy all of it with well, Keisha. And people have yeah. different feelings about things like this, but uh, you know, I've kind of felt like Wes, wherever he is, um, is aware that like this all happened so systematically um, after his passing that it changed everything. And he would have been very proud of this, for us and for himself. He would have been proud as one of the great things about him is I think he appreciated what he did have. And he was proud mm-hmm. of what we had accomplished. And he would, he would be really proud. I think of this moment. Oh, we of, would of finish this show today. We'd probably go get a beer somewhere mm-hmm. and, and talk it out. So yeah, definitely a beer. I'm miss so him. glad. This is the Wizards West we're talking about. <laughs> like, congratulations. I'm this glad is... you're here for this too. Cause you, you have been as big a part this of this is like as one anyone. of the best days for me too, because you, thank God you guys aren't leaving. I can't deal with any more change selfishly. <laughs> right. Like I can't lose any more people. Nobody is going anywhere. And you guys were my first friends when I moved across the country and started working here. So this show is like so much more to me than just work. It doesn't even feel like work. I would not be coming in to do the show during the summer of Connie (laughs) if I didn't actually like being here and sitting with you guys and hanging out because it doesn't feel like work ever. And, you know, that absolutely factored in. Uh, for all of us as well, like the idea that we'd be able to keep working with Colleen and Graver and everyone behind the glass and Matt Schneider and all all the people behind the scenes that have uh, made this. Go uh, see Henry in, in the UK. Yep. Henry's right. leaving us here, but he's still in the company. And so we're still together with him as well. So uh, we're keeping the ship moving. I also just on Friday got yes. a new company cell phone. And so that kind of. Well, you're act- in too deep now. That steered my decision because <laughs> yeah. it's like I'd have to go turn it back in and uh, then go figure out to get yeah. another one. Do you keep the same phone number too much work right so and again thank you thank you thank you to the listeners because none of this is uh Mm -hmm. happening in our lives and our careers if you guys weren't along for the ride even the lower tier ones that skip some of these they won't hear this right Right. Uh, but that's fine whenever you pop in we'll take it all right so anyway that's what's going on with the show good 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 news let's take a break and continue in hour three of the around the nfl (laughs) offseason glossary (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish, 
Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's move. Let's roll. Here we go. We got that business out of the way. F, Colleen. Okay, so I wanted to go with French fries, but I just like couldn't figure out a way to work it in. So instead, I'm going to go with fantasy, as in the one I'm imagining for Marcus Mariota. Now, mm. I love a redemption story. I love a reunion, and this has both with him in uh, with Arthur Smith in Atlanta after their time together in Tennessee. They desperately needed to add a wide receiver. The Falcons did after losing Calvin Ridley for the year and Russell Gage. So they drafted Drake London. That's great. They have Kyle Pitts, but guys, the roster is like the lightest on talent in the entire league. So this is, uh, I fear what's to come for them. Another F word, and I don't think it's going to be good. I can think of another F word for Mm -hmm. Falcons fans watching from the stands this year. So it is truly just a fantasy. I don't think it's going to happen. They did unveil a red helmet throwback uniform. Oh, good. Is that going to help them win games? That's uh, early period Dion that makes me think of. That's all. They look look beautiful. I do like him, actually. A.J. Terrell is the one that did it. A.J. Terrell, who I really like, was a Pro Bowl quality cornerback. But it does say something about the Falcons right now that A.J. Terrell is kind of their guy they're going to to be face of the franchise guy. Uh, you, you took one of my... I was going to make oh, Olamidi uh, Zacchaeus. Oh, yeah. and, uh, oh, you got to be You got to change it. Um, but yeah, it is a little concerning. I This is the time of year you want to be excited to watch all 32 teams. Surprise us, Arthur Smith. Make this Mariota, uh, Drake London, Pitts thing watchable because on paper... It might not be. I mean, Arthur Smith essentially was part of the reason that Mariota was benched for Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. So mm-hmm. I don't know how long the leash will be when you have Desmond Ritter sitting there. But Arthur Smith last year, and I know, Dan, you disagreed a little bit where Greg and I were coming with the Falcons at times. He coached them up to wins they would not have he had under a coach. That was yeah. a three-win team that they with won Cordero seven. Cordero Patterson. I don't know if that's what you want, back, but you know, that's, yeah, that's I, I disagree that they were any good. I think yeah. we, you know, maybe and we got caught good. a little bit up in the. In they the, weren't. They were like the worst. They should have. They easily could have had the number one overall pick, and they managed to win seven games. So that was a certain sort of right. okay. All right. um, speaking I of the Falcons you. and their defense, we talked about Deion Jones, who is a bit of a mystery character. 
um, a former star, a young star for them in their Super Bowl year. And what's his deal? Well, he's missing the team's offseason workout program after undergoing a procedure to fix a shoulder injury. Uh, so, well, I think they want to dump that salary. Mm, right. So that is, and uh, you know, obviously, if he's got shoulder issues, never good, um, especially if you're a tackler of the football. Let's move on. Well, the football carrier. You sure. Tackle right. the football. You could jump on a fumble or something, but let's keep moving. Uh, okay. Greg G fitting. I know. And you, you gave me the letter G and I just thought I'm going to uh, hit the nail on the head here. It's I'm just, about me. I'm just going Greg. There it is. Where are all the Greg's at these days? Once a great name, and that that would be the definition here. Like, well, you know, that's what, your interpretation. Actually, but... I've always hated the name Greg, but like, once a prominent name, a common name, it's about me. Now it's fallen totally off the radar. Like, G is a great letter at the very least. Like, return of the G, G unit. 60% G. Nothing but a G thing. Like G, are these all your nicknames? I don't even know. Wait, some of them are. All the some of them were famous pop culture references, and then you threw in your own nickname. Well, I, I, Pot, meat, kettle. But I also think that's a great nickname. I mean, if nothing else, it's a good rap name, 60% G. I'm not a rapper. The, the point is G <laughs> Thanks is... Thanks for that clarification. What is the point, Greg? G unit is such a good nickname. G unit. Oh, G. Just G alone is like a nickname. Not many letters that works okay. with, but it does. True. Triple My point G. is, we got to start bringing back the Greggs. We have Greg Newsom, uh, who's on the, the Browns. Uh, but uh, there's almost no Greggs left. The Greg Olson in the booth. Greg, Greg Olson's Greg in the Gumble booth. Greg in the booth. Yeah, Greg Forrest Greg uh, was a great player. Um, but I just think after a while, I looked, Greg is not one of the most, the thousand most common names right now oh, no. in the United States. It's not even on the list. And so I think it's time to start Bringing back Greg. Don't you feel like the people have told you how they feel about the concept right. of bringing? I, I mean, if it's not in the top 1,000, they've kind of I actually felt in. the same way pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Never liked the name. But now when I think about the versatility of the G, like me and Greg Williams are kind of the 60% Gs in the NFL sphere with the, with the third G on the end. We need to we need to pick that up. We need to improve on things. I like it. I like how it ties into the offseason landscape of the NFL. Um, <laughs> I think I think Greg's fine. I think it's a fine name. Uh, now, names are cyclical. They fall out right. of the picture. Mark's not going anywhere. Mark with a C yeah. is, Mark, you know. It's got a little edge to it. Well, it's like when you know you go to those little. I want to see your birth certificate. I want to know that it's Mark with a C for sure. I can you deliver. You think it. he's lying? Deliver me the birth why certificate. Would I like, why would That's I lie to. Edge. Edge, a little edge to you. I think it's got a French flair to it. Ooh. That's, That's what, what I've well, been told. Mark's a French boy. Yeah, well, he's really British. I don't know <laughs> if you know this, but England, uh, yeah. he spent his formative years British in roots. Surrey. Colleen's not a very popular name. No. Uh, Damashek attacked it uh, at one point on Twitter, saying mm. it was a weird name. Maybe it's not connected it's to the song, offseason. Irish songs Dan. about it. Um, yeah, because it means girl not. in Gaelic. So oh. it's not very original. Um, Mom and dad. <laughs> All right. Would you say that? It's not, it's not connected to the offseason. That's fine. Anyway. I just want to bring it back. I just just bring it back. I think you're going to have to do more, though. I don't know. Greg gonna... Olson. Greg Olson's a good call. The, he, he's in a Greg prominent Rousseau. spot right now. Greg I mean, Abbott. There are Gregs. I think we oh, that God. is established. It's <laughs> a tough situation for the Greg community <laughs> right now. It's a dizzying campaign <laughs> by you, Greg. Like, who's your worst name? <laughs> like, who's the worst? Like, for Greg, it's Greg Abbott. Like, who's, like, the worst Colleen? <laughs> Who's the Not worst Mark? Not many to choose Who's the from. Who's the worst Justin? I'm going to think about the worst Dan. Let's get back to it. Okay. If you are if you are stumped for your letter, you could substitute it with the worst version of your name. But that also takes thought. 
Well, let's, I'm just giving you options. All okay. right, let's move on uh, to H with Mark Sessler. All right, H is for Hackett. First name, Nathaniel. The rare first-year coach who I think will catch flack if his team with a new quarterback, flack new it. offensive scheme, and new defense, if his team doesn't roll into the AFC title game on fire. I like his cute little crush on Ciara. I like his past exploits as a hip-hop instructor. I dig everything about <laughs> Mr. Hackett's overall vibe, but I am slightly concerned about his ability to meet expectations in year one in a hostile, rough-and-tumble AFC West. Hmm. It's funny you used him because I was thinking of using him for G. Maybe it would have been better for the word garrulous, mm. uh, which would be dis- mm-hmm. defined as excessively talkative, especially on trivial matters. And that, and I don't know if that's Nathaniel Hackett in real life, but I feel like he is a guy when he's in front of the microphone, maybe the way his nerves come out is he just uh, keeps talking a little more on things that don't really matter. Oh, I think that's, that's absolutely true. Yes. And I love the word garrulous. I mean, it's I think one. it should be used more. I got a really good word coming up too. So for sharing some like... Good underrated words. Oh. <laughs> like for future letters. Yeah, it's okay. coming up in a second. This is a big day for vocabularies everywhere. Yes. Are we? Are we? Well, where are we on the time? 36 well, yeah, minutes that's in. Don't worry about that. Okay. okay. Uh, that was H? Yes, that was H. Also, uh, was is great. she here? Because you specifically requested, I say it on the podcast, a happy birthday to Christy Stapleton. Yeah, One of the great oh, absolutely. Well, she's not even back there she's right now. There. She went to get a little lunch, birthday lunch. Right. We did wish her. She came in here and we all let, wished her yeah. happy her birthday. Okay. I will let her yeah, know. When, She's aware. When, the, when we did a show, it was Mark and I, Dan was was gone, and I referred to like people that just were clearly checked out, not paying attention to the show, and right. were bored by us, like visibly. Right. That was It was Christy. Christy. Yeah. Yeah. Christy. Right. Well, that's happening again now behind the glass. She's a Jersey nice girl, girl though, so I, I like her. <laughs> Randy Chavez, uh, he, he's behind the glass, too. He's always paying attention. I consider it more he's on plugged us. In his like, hell. if we were better, then she would have been in it, right. was, it, was, it was our fault. All right. And Connie. she turns 25, by the way. She's literally out she's to lunch right now. Yeah. <laughs> she's a kid. That was for well, me. I was she's an adult. five years away at 25 from taking the paper boy job with the NFL. And that didn't happen to me until I was 36. Right. So it was another full decade of, of uh, lunacy before. That I think I was in. hosting a golf show. Oh, you <laughs> were. And someone, I, I'm not saying who, oh. someone got in touch with an official on YouTube and put that behind a private wall of some kind. So now no one can access that archive. What, inside golf? Yeah. Mm. Did you have anything to do I with didn't. that? No, because that requires like a lot of effort. L for liar. Way, way too much effort for me. <laughs> All right. I and Jay are going to be together. You know why, Connie? Because I got a little peek of your screen and we're talking about the same thing. Damn. And that, that works out okay. because it's the same stuff here. Okay. So I, then this is the word I like. Intransigence. Mm. Ooh, that is Whoa. good. It's uh, for those not in the know. You know, those who know, know, Greg, right? You know, you know. It's a noun. Refuse, refusal to change one's views or to agree about something. And Connie, what is Jay? Janky. Like Seattle's offseason. <laughs> yeah. I hate what they did. Shipping off a star quarterback and then thinking Intransigence. Drew Locke and earmuffs, Greg. Earmuffs. I mean, yes, we're wearing things, big things Gina on our Smith, ears. That is concerning. You have to put your hands under the ear, <laughs> the headset. Uh, I think that they probably have had the worst offseason of Whoa. any team in the well, entire NFL. I, I'm with you. That's 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 a loaded it's question tough. considering what's happening this offseason. But I will say well, that's true. that the 
refusal to change one's views for Pete Carroll, who's 71, 72 <laughs> years old. It's one thing to say, all right, I'm done with this Russell Wilson marriage. And, and given the state of ownership and the sway I have in the organization, this is my chance to get a clean break. I'm actually okay with that. Like, if you think you've seen the best of Russell Wilson, you think you'd get a bounty back for him, which they did, maybe not as big as some people thought they would, send him to Denver, start over. But I just don't see the logic, Greg. It's the intranscendence Mm -mm. of the idea of saying, all right, now we're going to roll with these two, just the guys, a couple Jags. And it's like, you're going to give away another year of the team and some expensive players on your roster and the remaining prime years of certain guys. I don't know. Well, number one, the team building process hasn't ended. I'm going to leave them a, a possibility that someone else will be on their team at some point at quarterback. But I would really push back on both of you guys, especially Connie saying that they had one of the worst off seasons. Cause I like their off season. Really? Like I don't like what they're doing at quarterback, but I think if you put Russell Wilson on this team and what they've added, I think a lot of people would be saying, I like this off season. The two players that they added that are veterans in that Russell Wilson trade that are going to be starting for them. Shelby Harris and Noah Fant are good players at what are now good positions for them. You have Will Disley as, as the backup tight end. That, that's fine. I like their defensive line. Like, I think they can do some things. Daryl Taylor, they bring in Shelby Harris. Uh, they have some young players that they like. They bring in Quinton Jefferson, Puna Ford, Alton Robinson. Uh, the secondary, I think, is okay. I thought the Nuoso signing was a great one. Like, he was the best player on the field in Week 18 in that Chargers-Raiders game that was not named Justin Herbert. If he hadn't gotten banged up a little bit during that game, I think the Chargers might have gone to the playoffs. I like what they did in the draft. I think Kenneth Walker is going to be good. They Do you think that was too high for a running back in the second round with all the other things that they needed to address when you can get a running back late? I can live with that. Like, I know that's an analytical thing and they had an extra pick. But if Kenneth Walker is the beast that a lot of people think he is on that team, uh, I'm not going to be like, like a lot of the best running backs in the league are second round picks. So I, I like is are the Bengals regretting taking Joe Mixon or part of anything your like that? The, the, the offensive line, I think, also has promise is what I mean. They did some other things that I think gives them this a is chance. All fine. But yeah, like from a bird's eye view. You del- you're essentially handing in the season if this is what they do at quarterback. You and you cannot pitch Drew Locke to us as this. We've seen we've seen Drew Locke. We know what he is. I mean, next I year. I agree with all that, but like teams and Pete Carroll's living in another era, but he's seen like, eh, teams do okay sometimes with lousy quarterbacks. Like Mitch Trubisky made the playoffs a couple years ago. They could win nine games but that's, with bad that's quarterback. That's an you're the point, though. Yeah. That's why it's a bad offseason because you can make a bunch of moves that – make the roster better, but when you essentially ignore, you trade away a franchise Hall of Fame lover quarterback in his prime and then don't have a, a really a replacement plan other than we have a philosophy that we believe will work. I struggle to get on board with that and maybe it does work out. But even if like, let's say everything works out and also I know you like Gino more than other people. So I'm sure there's part of you that says, well, it can maybe work. The high yeah. level of Gino would be like, you know, he's the 23 20- third best starter right. in the league. Like what's a li- the under the Dalton like, scale, but is, is, is okay. The whole, like, what's the point angle? Like if the best you can do here is nine and eight, maybe like, are you really doing what you need to do as an organization? Or is this fully a transition year and they have a bigger plan in mind and they're churning through this year, but I don't get the vibe. That's so. what this leadership's about. And, there, and, there's the chance you could get Baker Mayfield. I'm not saying he's a top 10 quarterback himself, but there's a chance 
that they're not done at quarterback. Was this like an either or Russell Wilson or Pete Carroll? Because isn't can't you argue that it's a lot easier to replace a head coach than it is a top tier quarterback? In I this agree. League? I was banging mm-hmm. that drum all, all last year. And I think a lot of this is ownership. And there's been more reports coming out recently that this team could be sold sooner than later, that the Portland Trailblazers, uh, which Jody Allen, uh, who took over for, for the deceased Paul Allen, uh, is supposedly going to be selling, and they've they're like denying this publicly. But usually, when this starts coming out, it really felt like ownership didn't want to shake things up, and they chose Carroll over Russell Wilson, which is well, bad. Wilson wanted out bad. too. You said deceased. That's heavy. It's a heavy word to use. I mean, it's right. But. It just like came out. Why is that? Why <laughs> is that heavy? I just, I'd, I'd, like, I just was me. pointing out. He, you know, I probably people <laughs> yeah. aren't totally on. You said the late Paul Allen. Yeah, that would have been better. Ultimately, someone's like a, I I got like a. I'm doing a shit football show <laughs> in a corner or something. Yeah, it feels very physical. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Craig being shamed. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't shame. feel shame. I mean, he can try. I don't feel shame in I'm this not case. Trying to it's shame up you. to me and if I was, whether I, I choose to feel it. <laughs> in this case, true. I'm not. All right, Greg, you are up on K. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. The Undertaker, Greg Rosenthal. I'm gonna go with kerfuffle. Ooh, Ooh, another good fun. word. Great go. word, underused, and I think it's going to describe uh, a little bit of what might be happening behind the scenes between Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. And um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, you you were getting on me uh, for sources, you know. Not really. I was just shining uh, last, a light on a story. Show. And I'm just saying there there are other sources out there, and some are maybe more reliable than others. But there's some there's some buzz going around from a different source of. Of the tension here um, between Mike Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. And some of it is playing out publicly, and some of it is a little more under the radar. Like Mike Shanahan's been hanging around a lot more, which is a little strange. And the John Lynch almost went to Amazon thing, which mm. seemed like it might have been coming from the John Lynch side, not the Amazon side, necessarily. Uh, They're dead last in cap space. They still have Jimmy G there. Nick Bosa, in addition to Debo Samuel, uh, could be looking for more money. And I just feel like if things don't go well, there's a lot of tension. Kerfuffle. And I think there's going to be a kerfuffle here that could play out publicly, a la Bill Walsh and 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 um, some of his bosses over the years. Kyle Shanahan came from that tree. Mike Shanahan came from the tree. I mean, no one fought more with their owners and their GMs than Bill Walsh. Like, that was happening all the time, even during the good times. I don't see Kyle Shanahan losing a power struggle. Me neither. No, me neither. Well, because so, first of all, I mean, I think you pegged the Trey Lance situation on John Lynch. I don't, uh, there isn't a lot I'm of evidence. I'm not ready to go down that road. Like, I, everyone's ready to just call that a bust and a mistake. It's so early I'm not in saying the process. it's a bust. Oh, no, I'm I don't saying think it's it, a bust. If it doesn't, it, they were maybe on different sides. Though. If right. it doesn't work out, it's not, I think it gets pegged on Lynch more than, more than Shanahan. Because I would imagine that Shanahan was as high on someone like Mac Jones or a different quarterback altogether. And the, so far, it's not a bust, but the development of Trey Lance is going very slowly. And the fact that Jimmy G is still hanging around and his salary is somewhat insane. It's also not going away. It's like a reminder. It's like they're in a marriage, basically, and th- they both had their sides, and one got their way. And like the reminder of that decision is with him every single day. Also, should just for context, they came, you know, 
within a fourth quarter meltdown of going to the Super Bowl last year. So this team has also had a lot of success. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Which um, I credit to Kyle Shanahan more than anyone else. I mean, I, he seems to be the guy that is the golden child. So anything that good happens is because of Kyle. And then you could pin everything else on the GM. That's just the vibe. I feel that yeah. it comes eminent. It's from this room and from Twitter. But is that really true? Do we really know? I don't know. There's just like Shanahan's obviously a brilliant offensive mind. There's so much uncertainty with Trey Lance and then the new there's a lot of new faces on this coaching staff, too. So you have Mm. a roster that is otherwise pretty stacked with talent. So it's kind of a weird situation. Let's move on to L with Mark (laughs) Sessler. L is for Lamar. Mr. Jackson, if you're nasty. Okay, that was dumb. Um, <laughs> looking to some like he's disengaged. Yep. By the way, he did write down oh Mr. Jackson, if yeah. you're nasty. I know. Can well, we put, tell people put you're a Gen Xer without telling social. people you're a Gen Xer? I, I acknowledge that it was very stupid. <laughs> that is a 1980 song pop, uh, 1986 pop song by Janet Jackson, I believe. I'd assume great. most would know that. I don't know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not 12. I'm not Time 26 years old. Uh, to you know, looking to some Lamar Jackson like he's disengaged by not attending OTAs, but this broadcasting vehicle has taken the POV that OTAs don't matter for guys like Lamar and Aaron Rodgers. I agree with that, and we do not wish to be tissed tissed by Mr. Jackson the way he went after Chris Sims this week. Have a nice day, Lamar Jackson. We wish you peace and joy. Ride into the sun. <laughs> Yeah, this story is less interesting to me than maybe some people. I, well, I really knocked that it, out of the park. Well, no, no, I'm, say, I'm saying that's, that's good. good. I'm right. glad you brought it up. He's I'm Lamar saying Jackson. that we He's don't care about MVP. this. Yeah, right. like that's that's I don't need like the Chris Sims, Lamar Jackson back and forth on Twitter. It's just like it's uh, it's a nothing burger. I mean, it really is. Lamar Jackson. We'll see how his contract plays out, but he's it's not like he's going to disappear from the team for mandatory minicamp, right? No. Like, isn't that the only thing that no. would be? He's also a red come out and said, here? like, I can't wait to get back and hang out with you all and work with you. So it's I do like just... the part where the, the tweet started with, quote, Lamar wants to be Lamar, Chris, which I just <laughs> reading, that, <laughs> it's a confusing, reading yeah. that right under the name Lamar Jackson, because that's his Twitter handle is just fun. Well, I just yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, I guess get back to me if all of a sudden mandatory camp starts. When's mandatory camp? Let's. That's the, the that's uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it depends on the there. team. It's either next week or the week after. Uh, the coaches are putting on a little more pressure, though, about it. Greg Roman mentioned how you know, like twenty percent of the playbooks knew it'd be good for him to be here, and so they're they're putting you, on a little pressure. Your wide receiver group is new. I mean, I, yeah. you, I don't want to go down that avenue, but if he skips mandatory, it's, the situation's a little strange. Uh, M for Mike Trout, Los Angeles Angel star Mike Trout is trying <laughs> to uh, stay out of the fantasy football league issue I between Tommy Pham so and He's Jack involved? Peterson. Listen to this. You know, we hit this on Monday, and I, I was going to let the story go. But you should understand if you're not a baseball fan, Mike Trout is basically the modern Mickey Mantle. That's that's the level of player we're talking about. And uh, he's stuck on an Angels team that's bad every year. So it's kind of depressed his national uh, viability as a, uh, a popular athlete. But I will say this. When we find out that Tommy Fan tells reporters on Tuesday that Trout was the commissioner of this league. Remember the take I had on Monday about the the slap, the kerfuffle? Yes. I was like, the, the guy who was wrong, who was in the wrong, was the commissioner of that league Ooh. for not setting the IR rules strongly and not allow, which allowed people to circumvent and get cute. 
and I've seen it a million times in leagues I've been in, so it's on Trout to me. Fam told reporters that he is the worst commissioner in fantasy sports <laughs> because he could have wow. prevented the dispute by the two outfielders. The same thing I said. Uh, and then uh, he's at Yankee Stadium, Trout, for a series this week, and they asked him about it during a rain delay, and Trout wanted nothing to do with it. I ain't talking about fantasy football. I don't even know. You know, it, it's just one of the things that's, uh, you know, everybody's competitive. Everybody loves fantasy football. Who doesn't? So. Um, the rule here, the, I think the lesson here, Colleen, is commissioners get your S in order. Have to. I mean, you are the ones that are leading the entire league. Even so, if you're the modern Mickey Mantle. Yeah. Get it together or don't be the commissioner. That's what I did. I walked away. Step down. Yeah. I it mean, was, it's it was too much. It's like the most thankless job it's the there worst. is beyond like youth league umpire or referee. <laughs> That's actually Jeez. even more thankless. Uh, and they deserve our. Our thanks and respect. Uh, commissioner, that's a tough spot. What about in the ancient times when the commissioner actually was in charge of, like, tabulating stats before it became a... Oh, yes. I remember those days. I never did that. But, yeah, that was not so long ago, although very long ago. Mike Trout follows me on Twitter. That that strikes me as odd. He's a big football fan. Wow. Big time. Maybe you should... This that is was your a chance humble brag. To Whoa. get in there. Well, I'm not trying to brag. I just... I'm surprised <laughs> How by How many it. people does he follow? 2,534. That's pretty, pretty good. good. Doesn't follow me. Not a fan. You know, he's a Philly guy. Right? He is. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, I'm oh. actually more suspicious of that than I am. Uh, oh, he uplifted. follows me, too. Yeah, so it's not right. Right. No, I got to check. This is not going to end well. <laughs> it's not, not, I think it will end well for you. I think it's going to be great because I'm going to be the only one left out here. All right. He, does he follow you? No. All right. Good. So, come on, Mike. The Mickey Mantle. Today's Mickey Mantle. That's come on. Come on, Mike. Ooh. This is the most. What? Te- What's just- the result? Not good. <laughs> Not a good result for me. I could ask him to switch following me and switch you to follow you instead. He's a huge baseball guy. He's just like a. He just he just <laughs> wants football. He doesn't want anything else. You know when you throw that throwback podcast well, link he up, he's just like he, you unfollow. When he sees my uh, courts of thunder, just unfollows. You know he just so he, he just wants a straight football. His Twitter account Whatever, is Greg. not good, by the way. It's he'll just put the <laughs> name of the city he's flying now. to. He's hitting out, and then like four emojis of a plane: New York, Anaheim, Texas. Oh wow, this is a thing. He Oakland. Does. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's funny. Weird. All right. Baseball hey, players, got- you know, not known always uh, for their gift with words. Not always. Uh, <laughs> I'll throw in one more M on a more serious <laughs> note. And this is a uh, again, you hate to see these things, especially um, so young. Former Dallas Cowboys and Bears running back Marion Barber has died at the age of 38. The Cowboys said in a statement on Wednesday uh, at this time, the cause of Barber's death is unknown. Police in Frisco, Texas, said in a statement that they responded to a welfare concern Wednesday at an apartment they believed to be leased by Barber, and um, they found his body. Um, 38 years old, he was drafted in the fourth round of the 2005 NFL draft out of Minnesota, was a pro bowler, um, had some really big moments for the Cowboys, released by the Cowboys after the 2010 season, played one year with the Bears, uh, and we lose him at the age of 38. Uh, tragic. And, and again, we've we've had too many of these stories. Uh, any of these stories, you don't want to ever have to talk about them. But we've talked about three now in the space of a month. Um, former players losing their lives or current players far too soon. And I mean, there were, you know, he's dealt with mental health issues and they, they don't they haven't at the, as of this taping disclosed sort of what happened and all that. But um, you just worry about. A lot of these players in their post-playing careers. I mean, this this is a pattern that we obviously has been established that 
this game of football can create major issues uh, post career. What what a player! I mean, you know, it, it is it is so tragic that we lost him. For listeners that weren't around when he was at his best, he had three straight seasons over 1,100 yards. But his running style was electric, like. I remember talking with Wes like back in 08, 09 about Marion Barber. He, he really was a, very similar to Marshawn Lynch uh, before Marshawn Lynch. A little similar to our friend Maurice Jones-Drew. Yeah. The way that he could run and bounce off people was just so much fun to watch. And he was great in the passing game. He was like a perfect modern back where he was great on the goal line, great on third down. And there was just something about the energy that he ran with that – yeah, I know he only made one Pro Bowl or whatever, but if you talk to like ex NFL players, he was all often one of their favorite players. He was kind of one of those if you know, you know guys mm-hmm. that just like real players respected his game in such a way. Uh, he he was just a, a ball to watch at his peak. He was so gifted, like fourth most rushing touchdowns in Cowboys franchise history. Wow. He had such a specific style, Greg, that you just kind of described there. It's just so tragic that he was so young, 38 years old. I mean, it's just a really sad ending to his story. Um, And if you want to watch one clip that tells you so much about what he was as a running back, he has what's known as the most famous two-yard run in NFL history. (laughs) It happened in a game against the Patriots in 2007 (laughs) uh, where they were backed up in their old goal, goal line. Romo hands it off. Immediately, he's in a swarm of trouble. Uh, He escapes through the back of his own end zone, uh, rolls back out, breaks about five different tackles, including uh, Junior Seau, another player who lost way way too soon, and then ends up getting out of the end zone and getting past the line of scrimmage. uh, Check it out. It's all over the Internet after the sad news. But Marion Barber, uh, dead at the age of 38. Let's take a break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here we go. We're back. We got to start moving now, everybody. Uh, Connie, N. N. All right, so Nebulous is where I was going with the Jimmy Nebulose. G. Neb- Nebulose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with the Jimmy G stuff earlier that uh, his future, it's I very... we were skipping then. Nebulos. There you go. It's Nebulos. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Great. Okay. Got Nebulos the in there. Nailed it. I was tap dancing for a second there. Uh, Greg, oh. <laughs> it's a nice one. Um, I'm going to go owners gone wild here. And, um, <laughs> Love I, it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't because they're, they're serious topics. Man, I just I think it's the old around the end league um, editor in me that mm-hmm. I just feel like if we're doing this show, you, we sort of have to cover this stuff, even if they're not fun uh, to talk about and at least just mention what's happening with owners uh, in this league. Has, I feel like it's been an especially bad year for owners. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, David Tepper, the Panthers owner, is filing for bankruptcy, uh, or at least his real estate um, company is filing for bankruptcy after this story that I've been tracking and it's it's been interesting to me and it's very complicated, so I'm not going to go on and on about it. But basically, they started building uh, a facility in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Huge. And, and it was half built and because of an argument with the local government and that he stopped building it. So it's like literally sitting there. It's like half oh, built. Oh, no. What a waste. It, it, they had already started it. They've the, been new on con- te- the new team facility. The new team facility oh, had been no. undergoing construction for a while, and it's just there now. And now there's lawsuits, and I'm not going to speak an opinion on all this stuff, but oh. it, it definitely um, doesn't look great. I mean, if, it's not a if, good look. if he was a different owner that's a little more high profile, like imagine the New York tabloids, how much uh, fun they would be having with an owner that started building uh, a f- team facility and – is advertised as the wealthiest owner in the NFL and then stops and then declares bankruptcy. Uh, just like I wish and, I was, and one little note, like it's yeah. not tied to his, the, the bankruptcy declaration it's his was real not, estate holding. Right, it's company. not his it's personal not tied to the Panthers. It's not his personal money. And so it actually doesn't affect the Panthers at all, but it's kind of like what a rich guy move to be able to go do what he uh, did, declare bankruptcy and get say. out of this like whole there, thing. There's Mary, a financial expert in this room bankruptcy! right now, no. but it's a famous, like super rich guy move. To declare bankruptcy, and you just think, oh, that must be really bad. But it's like one of his holdings, right. and it doesn't yeah. even affect his day-to-day life on any level. But still, it's not, Greg, I guess, the optics. No, and well, and meanwhile, they don't have they, – they've been talking about how their facilities need an upgrade for a long time. It's the not, oldest one, Not right? enjoying their training camp uh, setup, and so they're still kind of stuck in nowhere. So we, we heard a lot of great things about when, when they changed ownership, and they've, they've had – Quite a few hiccups in the last it's uh, been five a rough years. Couple of years for the uh, for the, the Panthers. Panthers, and then yeah. the the other uh, ownership story, which again I don't think we need to discuss, but it it's pretty compelling. Is that the U.S. House Oversight Committee on uh, Oversight and Reform has invited Roger Goodell, our boss, and Dan Snyder to appear at a hitting a hearing uh, as part of an investigation into invited. into the Commanders' <laughs> team workplace con- conduct. And there's been different talk about whether Snyder uh, could lose his job, whether he could be voted out. Well, the fact that they're asking Roger Goodell to appear in front of Congress in front of this 
um, as part of this, basically as he's partly responsible for what's happened with everything going on there. I, I don't know. We'll see how it goes and if it, they actually show up and what happens. But yeah, we should send Mark over there to be our like George yes. Stephanopoulos. Oh my God, wake me up! Day reporting. Wake me up! It's like <laughs> late June, now so that that's a perfect contract. time for you, right? Yeah, oh, no. we're locked in. There's no way they could get rid of us now. Like, you know, like the outside the courtroom guy that just has to live there. Remember, like when the lockout was going on and they just had Burp Rear like yeah. sleeping outside. This is like building. a much lower octane version of that. You'll get that, but you're going to be on the duty of like Snyder, Goodell litigation, mm-hmm. constant updates on the show. A lot of legalese. It never ends with this team. This could be a permanent beat. This team, there's always a story yeah. with this team. What if we decamp you down there to uh, <laughs> D.C., surrounding territories? And I do. If, I, if it ends up that an owner is essentially <laughs> removed because of this whole thing, that is a shifting point in the NFL. Because no, but we're saying you personally. You personally. Right. I guess yeah. I'd be on that story. Sure. Honestly, I, if you're telling Mark he's got to go decamp into the D.C. Virginia right. wilderness for a year or sure. two, I feel like he might embrace that. Right. I come out of it with a, a very boring book about the whole process. <laughs> it's quickly on Up age. next, Mark on P. All right. P is for... I'm pissed off, Angelo. Yes! <laughs> All right. A feeling Dougie. that Doug Peterson no longer needs to feel after taking over a low-expectations Jaguars team with a potentially brilliant quarterback in Trevor Lawrence and camp reports of Travis Etienne operating as a super juicy X factor. I'm not saying worst to first in the AFC South, but I feel like this team has been aggressively ignored this offseason. And why can't this Jaguars team? I know last year was an absolute disaster just to not be in that situation. You'd think they're already five or six wins better. They blew up the Bills a year ago. They ended the Colts season. There is some talent on both sides of the ball. Why can't they have a little bit of fun in 2022? And why are they being ignored? Well, because they're the Jaguars and they've had the number one overall pick two years in a row, which is a disgrace. So they don't deserve a lot of pub. However, I've been like gently tapping the drum on this. Oh, yeah. This offseason. Doesn't Doug Peterson yeah, feel the like the right coach at the right time for this team? Yes, I think it was a smart, sensible hire. Rick, I know, Connie, you are someone who uh, has a nice relationship with Doug Peterson. You I guys love are Doug friends, Peterson. Right? He, so you yep, got to great. Yep, yeah, we uh, we all hung out. He's an he's a he's a biographer. Yeah, like he's, well, he's a he's Super Bowl perf- champion with the Eagles. He's the perfect head coach to take over for the Jags, especially after what they just came through. I mean, he's an I author can't, too, an author, and, a biographer, and exactly. Bestseller. Well, maybe in Philadelphia. He's a wordsmith. Right. <laughs> I'm pissed off. I think Angela. their roster is a lot better. <laughs> I think that they went into the last two years with a bottom three to five roster. I think that. That excuse might be gone. Like, they look legitimately frisky, like in the front seven. And then you kind of go through each position group. Other than the secondary, they all look like average. Like, I don't think this is the 31st best roster on paper. I think they're getting the upgrade in coach, and I, I think the expectations should be higher. And there, it should also be said something we brought up a couple weeks on the show a couple weeks ago that they, they've spent wildly trying to reconfigure the roster and they, they're putting themselves in a, a difficult cap situation down the road. So we got to we got to see some results this year. And then you need the front office to be smart. And I don't know if we well, that situation is a little there, shaky. But yeah. yes, I feel like they are in a much more, much more better situation to be frisky than certainly last year with that joke of a coach. Right. Peterson taking over for Urban Meyer reminds me of of what Bill Parcells liked to do. Like, he didn't want to be the guy taking over for the guy. He wanted to be the next guy. Not that the Jaguars right. have had many guys uh, that that succeeded. You want to replace a co-type. 
Right. Or, I, there's yeah. some coaches in this offseason that are inheriting pretty good situations. There's more immediate pressure. If they win six games, I think, and Trevor Lawrence plays well, everyone's going to be happy. That's, right. that's the expectations are manageable. This connects to yours, Mark. Uh, Q for questions or queries on second-year quarterbacks south of Quebec. Wow. <laughs> look at you. Wait, say, say Quebec again. Quebec. You could say Quebec or Quebec. I, I say Quebec. Quebec. We should get Bonetta well, the, on the line. The real ones, as Greg would say. No, it's Quebec. I, I like, just like the word, the wordsmith yeah. here. Um, you would think, you know, coming off a big contract extension would start phoning it in here, but Dan is going the extra mile. Um, Are you texting Rachel right yeah. now? <laughs> I'm also not saying that I say it right. I'm just saying that's how I say it. I don't want to get into some sort of Canadian clash. Yeah. Hang on. We could just call her and put her on speakerphone, not let her know that she's on speakerphone. Yeah, that would be better. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going to call Rachel. Everyone should know is from our northern neighbors. Let's see. Let's see. Hey, Rachel, what's up? Hey, we're taping the podcast right now. And uh, we just brought up um, uh, the one of the provinces up there in your native land. Um, Q-U-E-B-E-C. Correct pronunciation we're looking for. Q-U-E-B-E-C, Quebec? Quebec? That's how I say it. But what about what about the theory that... The that's, real ones. Some some have the theory that the real ones call it Quebec. 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 She's on the mark side. I think it's pretty clear. So right. Quebec? Quebec. Case closed. All right. Well, all right, Rachel, we'll get together after the show and have a conversation. <laughs> okay. I think she said you're both. Thank you, Rachel. Bye, Rach. I'm uh, I'm team uh, Hansis on this one. Uh, believe it or not, a third of my family, the Chavez clan, lives in Montreal. No way. Yes. Quebec. They say Quebec. Quebec. It's clearly, though, that's another Canadian we just spoken to. Clearly not everyone's on the same page here. Well, I mean, if they grew up in the area, so they have that accent. They right. speak they, they speak French, so it just it's just Quebec to them. You know? just, like, I'd like to go anchor back to the point that I wasn't saying, look at me, I'm saying it right. I'm just saying that's how I... I didn't say you I, were wrong either. Right. No, but Dan pretty much did ones. say the real ones uh, said it the other right. way. Can so you, you um, just assumed that out of the gate. Can you repeat that line? Because it was impressive. Oh, oh, Q, yeah. for questions or queries on second-year quarterbacks south of Quebec. Like it. Feels like a warm-up, like a vocal warm-up. Trevor warm Lawrence. <laughs> Dig into this. Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Davis Mills. I'm going to throw him in there. He deserves it. Deserves to be in the conversation. Who do you think, who do you most confident in makes that uh, year two leap? Where, where we stand right now, I think Mac Jones is the one that makes the most sense because he was by far the most promising. But we can't ignore the Joe I mean, Judge, like Raggedy Matt Patricia, and Andy are calling plays. And there's no Josh McDaniels, which I think is notable. The supporting cast is better. Do you still think, Greggy, that or do you think at all that Mac Jones is the guy most likely to have a nice year two jump? Well, the way the question is phrased, I think Trevor Lawrence is the most likely to have yeah. the biggest jump because he's coming from uh, the lowest point along with Zach Wilson. I would say they were comparable, though I would take Lawrence. Fields is pretty ground up right now as well. He is, although I really think Justin Fields was at a higher level for his start, showed more, had better Look at statistically some of the metrics that, that measure the play. That's fair. So I think Lawrence is the safest bet that way because I – 
think Mac Jones' ceiling is much higher than people realize. I think he can absolutely be the best quarterback in this class this year and have the best career. Uh, but this season, in terms of a second-year leap, Lawrence, you have a lot to work with. So I just it, Even if he's like a little better than league average, that's a monstrous jump from where he was. You'd what about like the to boy? Think, yeah, Zach Wilson. I mean, you talk about where you were last year and he where he same... could go. There's a good environment around him. They did. They did a good job. They've now supported him, surrounded cast. He's got another year in the same offense. If he doesn't take the next uh, uh, significant leap this year, they should be in the market for someone else next year. I feel that's how I feel about that situation. If Mac Jones takes a significant leap, I mean, he'll be one of the best eight quarterbacks in the league or so. And and I, I think of him a little bit as a poor man's Joe Burrow. And I think they had similar rookie seasons. Obviously doesn't have the mobility. I like he already was like a league average quarterback. So if he makes another jump, he's like a top 10 quarterback. I kind of uh, want it to be Davis Mills just so this year is crazy. He had he had a lot of Davis moments Mills last never year. gets talked about and he was better yeah. than Zach Wilson a year ago. I mean, his not last, just Zach Wilson. I mean, right. His, yeah. If you just look at On the a last terrible team, right? If you look at just the last 5 games of the season, which is a random sample size, but he was the best rookie quarterback in those five games. By then, Mac Jones was taking on a little water and going, had some ups and his downs and Davis Mills flashed, man. He, he, he doesn't look like like an under talented guy. That's like try hard guy. He looks like, like he could have been a first round pick. All right, Connie, how much time? What you have a hard out at one? One. We have 11 minutes with Connie. Okay. Oh, we We're going to finish this. How we about that? We got it. We got All right. it. R, Colleen. Okay, here we go. Uh, quick. Rad. Uh, that's how Devontae Adams is going to look in his Raiders jersey. I'm really excited about him it's with good. Derek Carr. It's good. Josh McDaniels will constantly get him the bar, uh, the ball. I, and maybe they'll be at the bar. Who knows? <laughs> but I just think that Adams proving everyone wrong who thinks that he's not going to be as good without Rodgers is so perfect. Like 29 is the new 21. Everyone's thriving in their 30s now. El problemo. <laughs> S. That just blew up my one of my later letters. I, right. oh, no. I am oh, the pressure's on. Uh, I'm going to go Super Bowl or bust. That's what Broncos receiver Tim Patrick said uh, about this Denver team <laughs> right. on Wednesday. And this is a situation where a new quarterback, uh, a new head coach, a new defensive coordinator, and a team that hasn't had virtually any success um, is Super Bowl or bust. That is asking a lot, but if they're – they're going to be led by one guy uh, who will take it calmly. It's the coolest guy in the room. It's Russell Wilson. Just put my jersey on for the first time. Oh, Broncos no. orange. Let's ride. It's not how he talks. Green screening it with my boy. Yes, sir. Let's go. We in the orange, baby. Let's go. Let's ride, baby. So clean right hey. now. No cat. There's a difference. This character he's playing. Well, it's different in every video. That's the thing. There's the teammates one. That was one. There's the... Uh, I just Ciara had sex. one. I just yeah, had there's the Ciara one. one. Yeah. But there's the one with Ciara in bed, but there's also the Ciara like more in a public place. And that's that has its own family. Tone. Family then there's, Ciara. There's press conferences uh, answering questions, which is totally different. Right. Uh, there's just a lot of different and ones. Platforming new slogans like there's that version, the corporate Russ. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I just hear him again? It's just like it seems like he's an he's just acting. Yes. A veneer. Just put my jersey on for the first time. Black goes orange. Let's ride. Green screening it with my boy. Yes, sir. Let's go. We in the orange, baby. Let's go. Let's ride, baby. Ooh. So clean right now. No cat. We know what we're doing. He is the coolest guy in the NFL. Now, what if I I had a theory? It's just, just, isn't it possible at least 
that he, he's acting the rest of the time. And this is act. This is the real Russell. Which one? I think they're the rest of the time. I think that uh, like the press conferences, I guess, is more more where I would be uh, there for. I'm just. It's definitely a corner. I don't know. A lot of Super Bowl or bust, by the way. I agree. They could win the Super Bowl or they could be six and 11. I think they have the biggest variance of maybe any team in the NFL. There could be a bust. Is your theory that that's the most authentic Russell Wilson as his true self? That's the one. I think there's a possibility of that, that that's more Russell. And, I know you don't believe and what you're he's saying been presenting, right now. <laughs> no, but that he's been presenting outward in a uh, predominantly white world uh, at NC State in Wisconsin for a long time. And, I think um, also there's the there's, there's the athlete ones. brain. Like, I think I've told you this I, in college. There was a baseball player that lived next to me and I he left for a week and he had a plants. And so he asked me to go in and water his plants and all around the room. I mean, not kidding. There were like 150 self-motivational phrases put up all over the place. And it always makes me think of Russell Wilson, who seems just like slogan yeah. after slogan. Yeah, oh, no. because you want to get on him for being, the, you know, the cornball and all this stuff. And that's I think all, ultimately what it is. It's all fair, like, but he got Ciara. But in we the can, end, we can see that better. he's not his true he's self. Like we could see that mm, there yeah. he's putting something. He's on. Not, it's not mean spirited, honestly, toward him or or it doesn't mean he's not a good guy, because by all accounts, he's, a, you know, an upstanding citizen and a good dude and a good teammate. It just it's there's a try hard yeah. aspect mm-hmm. to it. I think that that's you with, with see all through the voices. Um, all right, let's. Uh, where are we at? What was that, Greg? That was letter. That one. was S. All right, we are running out of time with Connie now. T Mark. All right, T is for Ted, as in Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, and Lael Collins, the completely rebuilt right side of the Bengals O line. A reconstruction I don't think that has gotten enough attention and turns the sexiest team in the AFC North into a squad with no overt weakness and an absolute badass flinging touchdown darts to and fro in Joe Burrow. T is for talk more about the totally unknown ceiling of the AFC's most interesting team. That's right. Remember when I used to say this and would get on the on the TV all the time? This is the most interesting team <laughs> in the AFC. Stick it in a commercial. Did you say it into your This is one? the most interesting team in the AFC. We don't we don't have those right. cameras. Are you available. a Bengals fan now? Is that Are we what's happening? We're due to tape these new ones, so let me get one too. Man, this football action, it keeps getting better. <laughs> Greg? Greg. I think they'll win. That's the actual things that they say. They always right. take the most innocuous, can't be specific about anything. Is this Collie. my camera? Yeah, that's your camera. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that She's we're all pro. talking to the camera. The cameras aren't lighting up. There's no, the cameras aren't working. It's they're, just, a, they're, it's our own vanity they're show. It's ingesting. They're, they're speeding. Oh, they just it. tell us that. None of this it. is actually being recorded. Uh, all right. Let's... I like that theory, though. I like that theory. Mm. They could, they could I completely get forgot. That they're interesting. Their big weakness got completely short up. They also that was a magical run, a magic carpet I know, ride, but the kicker, I, and but there are everything. different types of teams that go on magical runs, we'll and they're see. actually sort of better than yes. that. Like they have yeah. a chance to be better. Yeah, I'm I agree. with you. I'm yeah. not taking down the Bengals. They're a team, a fun team. Here we go. Moving on. You are we at you? Yes. All right. I don't have much here. I, I was kind of stumped here, so I'm just going to move quickly on usage trends at tight end. This from uh, Rich Harbar <laughs> at Sharp Football. Last season, NFL tight ends pass blocked at their lowest rate since at least 2013. Aligned inline inline at their lowest rate since at least 2013. Gained their largest share of league wide receiving yards since 2015. It did make me think about when we were doing our fantasy wide receiver draft, mm. uh, and we had Phoebe. Uh, coming out with Kyle Pitts. Uh, just like if you're a team and I was 
rooting for a team for so long that was punting on tight end as a receiver. It's just like, no, you're behind the league. These guys are a big, big part of what they're doing. And it's not just it's not good enough anymore. Just like, oh, he's a good blocker. It's not where right. the league is. Right. Yeah. Move on. Okay. V. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Connie. I, I can give you like 10 more minutes just in case. As a I think we're going to do yeah. it. Right, I think we're going to do it. Uh, v is for vacillate. And that's with Brady's relationship with football and retirement. He just keeps vacillating between the two. And the only reason I bring up this tired storyline is because he talked about it again on TNT last night after the match. I don't know if you guys watched this, but it was fascinating. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Josh not. Allen, and Patrick I watch Holmes. The- interview at least afterwards that's, with Ernie well, that's Johnson. What, that's what I mean. I didn't actually watch the math or match. I don't do golf uh, even though I hosted that golf show. You did. Ernie no Johnson from the internet. did such a good job with facilitating the whole conversation. It was awesome. It was really cool to have them all together and really revealing. But Brady talked about retiring next year and it's obviously going to be a thing that continues on for the rest of our lives, it feels like. But he was even kind of talking through the process of deciding to come back. And it seemed like he was spinning a little bit as he was talking. And so that in and of itself was really, really revealing, I thought. Hmm. He seemed like he was in what way? You mean? Like he was taking us through how he started to sort of panic a little bit when oh, and he didn't say this, but right. you could tell in okay. the way that he was talking about it, like when free agency was about to start, that he needed to make up his mind. And then as soon as he made up his mind one way, he felt like he made the wrong decision. And it was just kind of interesting to see him bring us in. It gets a, you think, too, control. that like there probably is no definite answer on what's going to no. happen next year, because I don't think he has a definite yeah, answer. Even if he has yet. a plan now, yeah. As well, we also, saw. I think the football season itself will dictate whether he's angry and point. must come back or they win a Super Bowl and he's like, I'm out, you know. He, there was a moment uh, that I just saw mentioned on Twitter, which I just loved, which is he they asked him about his TV deal and he said like he looked at that as his chance to give back to the game and Aaron Rodgers responded, yeah. you ever get paid so much for giving back? It's just like the perfect, I mean, I, there are times when Aaron Rodgers is annoying, but I feel like he would be the perfect guy in a mm-hmm. group of friends for that to be like, to call your friend on his, on his bullshit. Oh yeah, you're giving back for $37 million a year to talk about football. Right. There was another uh, clip they were sitting in the round and Someone asked, what's Josh Allen's the thing he fears most or hates the most? And then Patrick Mahomes, like, piped Josh, in. Josh's yeah. biggest fear. Uh, vegetables. A coin toss. And he was like, and then it happened to me next week. I heard Mahomes yeah. was fantastic on that, by the way. He was so good. Yeah. It, mm. you, I highly recommend watching it. All right. Uh, w, it. Greg. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go wobbly. And uh, that would be how I would describe the status of Isaiah Wynn. Also a W on the New England Patriots first round draft pick uh, from four years ago, who's been up and down. PFF always loves him, but the Patriots coaching staff never seems to. And he doesn't uh, stay healthy. He's been skipping OTAs. And I would put wobbly uh, to describe a few different little parts of this Patriots roster, but also Nelson Aguilar's place on the team. I think this team has some team building to do between now and in September. If there was a team that I think will look a little different, 
than they do right now. I think the Patriots are high up there. They just seem like they have some big roster holes. They have some guys that don't quite fit. I don't know if Wynn is going to be on their team. I don't know if Nelson Aguilar is going to be on their team. I think maybe Dante Hightower will be back on their team. It just feels like there's a lot of weird spots. But that was going to be their left tackle of the future, and and there seems to be some issues. And they there. moved Trent Brown over there. And I, I right, just, Trent Brown I think has about been playing that, there in practice. Right, I think about that report where, and I, you know, not to harp on the who's going to call plays. Like I, these coaches can probably figure it out. I'm not overly concerned about that. It didn't work for the Dolphins, but. There were players saying that practices seemed super discombobulated and they were like, (laughs) what on earth is going on? So when you look at Mac Jones, who does need to be set up to succeed, you've lost Josh McDaniels, who I don't know about him as a head coach, but he's a great OC. Uh, There is a sense of hubris here where it's like, we're going to run into an NFL season with six coaches on our staff and no clear designation of who does what. Good time. Good time. A big part of why Mac Jones stood out from the rest of the rookies last year is he was by far put in the best position sure. of those other quarterbacks. So once again, the track record, again, this is Bill Belichick. I so I, I still side on it. Like this is going to be all worked out, but yeah, it's notable that things seem so clunky and they were, they won 10 games last year. It really seems like Belichick the is the guy right now. When he's they right. Practice, up call, call seems like plays. he's kind of the offensive yeah. guy. People just, I feel like there is, and I've been uh, guilty of this in the past, but there's sometimes a, a rush to throw dirt on the Patriots. And then it's like, there is, too much talent they throw it behind right the back. scenes. I agree. I agree uh, with that part. They usually find a way. the guy in the big chair. But their roster looks, they just have some weird spots in it, defensively, offensively. The Aguilar thing is they actually have enough good receivers. Maybe they don't need them. Wobbly. Mm. Wobbly. Wobbly. X, Mark. Uh, this is the one that I've just recrafted and rethought about because it was deep six earlier. Brad. X is for XO. Well, it's not very good. X is for XO. Hugs and kisses. <laughs> Kirk and O'Connell sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. <laughs> First come love, then comes marriage. Seems nice. But what happens when the games start? Are we buying this romance? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you led us to the end, though. You needed a rhyme there. Yeah. Uh, well, I ran well, out of time. He was on a fly. I ran out of time. Fly. It was That's a tough still stage. pretty good. First comes love. Then, then comes, comes marriage. marriage. Then but comes. What happens the when start? the games start? A whole bunch of cabbage. I don't know. <laughs> Is it a bro? What, how about this? First comes <laughs> love. Not bad. Then comes marriage. But what happens when the games start? A broken carriage. There you go. Uh, I mean, uh-huh. it's fine. I mean, it. What happens know. when you lose grip of the baby carriage? But well, that would be baby? a problem, too. You know, Cousin, Cousins mentioned how, like, this is the first offseason where he's had to truly no. learn a new offense in seven or eight years, which I hadn't thought about. He's really been in the same type of system. And it's it, even then, it's not that far off of where he was with Sean McVay back in Washington and everything like that. I mean, it's very Rams-esque, right? Right. It, but he he at least was saying it, it felt different. Maybe maybe that's good. Maybe he was too comfortable. They'll go 7-10 and 10 or 10-7. and seven. Oh, God. And nothing in between and will not make a deep playoff. Oh, you run. could work in disparage, maybe. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I'll keep working on yeah, this yeah, yeah. and maybe send we'll an update We'll come back to it at the very end of the episode. We're no, almost no, there. No, 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 no. Why <laughs> for uh, you need to calm down? And I, I say that in reference to OTA reports on struggles and success. You know, we've talked about this before, so we don't need to dwell on it. But I don't care. Some, some jabroni sent me uh, a tweet today. Uh, just I like Zach Wilson went, one for five in red zone oh my today. God. Doesn't matter. Uh, so I Come guess on, you people. got a bust on your hands. Come on, um, people. Anyway, another reporter that I respect was reporting on an OTA goal line drill last week, and the reporters were stationed in the opposite end zone. <laughs> 
And if you've ever been <laughs> at a, a football field. And they're playing seven on seven. There's <laughs> yeah, no tackling. There's no nothing. yards away at field level. You might as well be in a, a submarine. Like it, there's no viewpoint on what's <laughs> yes, actually no optics, right? And yet you're using that as a reporting and you're writing about it. Anyway, it's not on them. They, they, they're there because football's so effing popular that the it will be consumed by uh, readers and viewers and listeners. So I get that. But just if don't get too caught up in it, neither good or bad, like Tua, for example, uh, went in front of the media today and was kind of bragging about a bomb he threw to Tyreek Hills. Like you guys weren't there for that. You should have seen it. It's like, I hope you could throw a bomb to Tyreek Hill in a practice (laughs) where there's nobody could touch you. Like everybody just, you need to calm down. This is just reps and guys getting ready for a long summer and season to come. That's a good PSA. I I think that everyone needs to absorb that. Right. I feel like that's, a young reporters thing that they put too much on the OTAs because you want to feel like your time is valuable. You're there, right. and I've and I used to I used to write these like winners and losers of OTAs, like whose stock is up and stuff. And then you realize, especially now, because the practices are different than they were 15 years ago too. It's not even practice; it's just like teaching sessions. It, it, there's nothing. Nothing. There. Everything is a trope alert. Closing it out with Connie and the letter Z. Z is for Zamboni. Of that's course it is. The machine that's used to clean uh, and clear the ice at a rink. Yeah. I and almost got run over by one when I was covering high school hockey. How? How? Going that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but man, that would be Right dangerous. after the game, literally right after a game ended, I had to... Uh, get across the ice into the locker room on sneakers. And I was looking at my notepad. I swung the door open, took, I was just about to take a step and the thing. Went, vroom, oh my gosh. <laughs> would have yeah, been a rough there, way to we go. We would not be, there right, would be no would, show. There'd there be would be no, no, no contract right. extension. Or it'd be, yeah, it would be, yes, it would not be good. Put it that way. Wow. That's it. Mm. That's a uh, sliding door scenario. Yes. That I get run over by a Zamboni at age 23 for the Journal News. Death sent by Zamboni is probably the worst. I, I, that, I can't it, think of it, the worst. Because it feels, worst way it feels to go. avoidable to Because ultimately, like, people are counting yeah. the days till they can make but hold little on. jokes a Zamboni, about it. You know? A Zamboni <laughs> is like super loud, though, too. Like, it's not like it's a, well, a it's Prius. Kinda, this is not like an know, EV people, vehicle. The, the stands, and you're busy, and you're scrambling, and you just. Okay, so anyway, uh, I made it. (laughs) Hey, listen, there's there is the feeling of having fresh ice like all to yourself. There's nothing like it. If you are a skater, I'm sure it's the same thing for like hockey players, too. And journalists, I feel like Maddie Ice right now has a completely clean, fresh slate in Indy. And the Colts are going to the playoffs after the Zamboni cleared up all of the Wentz mess. And if Matt Ryan goes down or gets hurt, then Frank Reich has Nick Foles just waiting right there in the wings. Yeah, It's perfect. I I Mm. talked about this on Monday. This all feels overly pat. Uh, And I get it, Nick Foles and Connie and Eagles fans. You love that man. I get it. Uh, But like. It's like, oh, we got the quarterback. And if that doesn't work out, we got Nick Foles, you know, and we know what happened last time. It's like you still need a lot of things to break right for this team to be better than it was last year and uh, break right. I know. That's what I thought you were uh, saying. (laughs) I don't know. I like Matt Ryan. I don't know if this is they're going to be that much better. Like who's 
I was Who's ready to be skeptical. Like, they were on one here? of those teams when I went through the projected starters and looked at the whole roster. I was like, you know what? I think Chris Ballard's done it again. Let's overhype the Colts. Who, yeah. you, who do we like? Oh, Michael Pittman, obviously. Like, who else do we like? Jonathan Taylor. On like in terms of pass catchers, guys that are right. difference I mean, makers. It's it's a concern that Paris Campbell is your number two, or I mean number three, and Alec Pierce. They love the rookie second round pick, but it's like a rookie vertical second round pick. You're counting on to be your number two. You got a couple of tight ends uh, with Mo Ali Cox, and you drafted Jelani Woods. But you're right; it's a bad receiver. They group. might not be done at wide receiver because like the, there's the Odell Beckham situ- situation sitting out there. You could add someone still, and but Matt it, Ryan can pretty much put it wherever he wants. And then well, they spin. There you go. It's true. That's what Michael Pittman said. They they signed uh, (laughs) Stefan Gilmore. Yes. There's no recovery. No, there isn't. Uh, Stefan Gilmore, the unique and Gakway trade, I think, got forgotten. Nice little well, group up true. front with Quiddy Pay, who would look pretty good, and Buckner is there. That's just like, yeah. It's Things were going good. really well for that team until they weren't anymore. But uh, yeah, you know, you need Matt Ryan to still be Matt Ryan. Manageable division. Uh, all right. Well, kind of. We've taken over. You know, your extension. That's okay. You're going to be late. What do you need to do? Pick up John from his barbershop or (laughs) waiting outside the barbershop for 90 minutes? No, I have to take the dogs to a vet appointment. But it's like yeah, logistically. Are they? Is there an illness? Or are they just? It's just no, a checkup. No, they have to get like blood work done. I sure. thought when you said Blitzen, Blitzen at the beginning of the show, I thought you were saying Blitzen. Right. Your oh, I dog, was. who I, was. I slept in a bed with. Yeah. Just last month. Oh. oh we still do sleepovers. It was nice. I do <laughs> love how authentically those dogs are your children. Oh, my God, they are. They are great so dogs. They're going to give them stickers when they get back from the doctor's oh office. Oh, my God. They get certificates of bravery them. when like, they have surgery. I was sleeping on your couch. <laughs> and like one of your dogs, it was so dark, I couldn't tell, came and licked my nose and then like no. left a little bit later. That was probably Blitzy. Maybe so. Yeah. Friendly. Thank you, Colleen. You're welcome, Dan. For all that you do, for being part of the team, both now and forever. Yesterday and Amen. tomorrow. Congratulations uh, again, guys. This thanks. is an, a huge day, a huge, a huge announcement for, for you it. guys. It's, it's I'm so fitting. happy. And we celebrated with a bloated 90-minute episode yes. of Around the NFL. But <laughs> now you know what's going on in our league as we head into the darkest part of the offseason. Thank you again to all the listeners. Thank you to Chris Wessling, wherever you are, our friend. Uh, thank you to Graver, Ricky Tamposi. Sid, all the other people that have helped us through the years. Heed the call. chunky i call that a little josh alleny you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 
37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.